0: the Liberation Lectionary, uh, where we riff on the Gospels and uh, scriptures assigned for Sundays based on the Revised Common Lectionary and seek to find the nuggets, the pieces, the, the things that will move us towards liberation in this lifetime. Um, I'm Reverend Francisco Garcia, um, co- uh, co-conspirator co with this Liberation Lectionary
1: with my partner here. Jamie Edwards Acton uh, out in Los Angeles, Episcopal priest and. In- uh, troublemaker. Yes.
0: And today we are um, looking at, we're still in the Gospel of Mark, and we are looking at October 3rd, the readings assigned for October 3rd, which is
1: the 19th Sunday after Pentecost.
0: Right. Virginia so will kick us off there.
1: Yeah. And we are following the, um, I don't, are there other, when people celebrate St. Francis, uh, Francisco, your saint? Are they, uh, do they, uh, is it different set of readings? I can't, I, I'm sure there is, but I, don't, I mean, you have there the option. There
0: are alternate readings. I mean, they're not at least, we're talking about the Episcopal um, <laughs> uh, version of the revised common lectionary. They're not part of the official lectionary, but there right. are alternate readings that can be used for St. Francis. And I don't know why. I mean, I would argue that St. Francis should be. Um, but anyway, that's for another time.
1: All right. Well, this comes though from uh, this, the nineteenth Sunday after Pentecost, Mark ten, and uh, verses two through sixteen, with helicopters in the background. Seems apropos. Some Pharisees came, and to test Jesus, they asked, "Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife?" He answered them, "What did Moses command you?" They said, "Moses allowed a man to write a certificate or, dis- or of dismissal." And to divorce her but jesus said to them because of your hardness of heart he wrote this commandment for you but from the beginning of creation god made them male and female for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh so they are no longer two but one flesh therefore what god has joined together let no one separate then in the house the disciples asked him again about this matter He said to them, "'Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her, and if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery.' People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, "'Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs.'" Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Okay, Jamie. So, first of all, are you ready to preach about divorce?
1: Yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well said no ever, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, uh thank goodness I think this passage is something about more than that but I That's imagine right. people are going to get hung up there. We'll
0: um, maybe we'll freak out a little bit but I think <laughs> it's important that um you know and and the folks at Working Preacher another resource if you don't know we may have mentioned it here in past um uh episodes but you know workingpreacher.org is a great resource for for y'all if you don't know about it any uh, already um um, I recall somewhere must have been one of their episodes um, about this passage saying that uh, if you're going to read this um, like you can't read this and just kind of let it lie there you have to acknowledge it somehow whether or not you're going to get into that topic itself right just remember that pastorally speaking you know folks are going to have experiences with this in the congregation and it's it it, 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 it you just be prepared for that um, right. but Jamie's saying our reading, if we're or if we're looking at this from the place of liberation, it is something about fundamentally deeper than, say, um, marriage and or divorce. Right, uh, and I, you know, we'll get into that. But I think it's about relationships and um, fractured relationships. I would say um, relationships that have sort of been uh, broken or taken advantage of for different reasons, and sort of and how. God's vision that Jesus is trying to lift up is about sort of restoring um, right relationships with each other, with community, with God, right? And that's where the the call to justice and all these other things come forth. So what are your thoughts, Jamie?
1: I mean, I think I agree with that. And I, I think the for me I see the the liberation nuggets as you talk about, the scraps of liberation that we're in search of. Really comes, uh, you know, Jesus uses intentionally uh, here like terms like man and woman and male and female. I think this is a passage of uh, Jesus trying to assert um, equality in the context of a patriarchal system and a system that necessarily may be kind of buttressed by Uh, you know, laws of, you know, mosaic laws and stuff like that. But Jesus tries to kind of, um, you know, like trump that. I hate using that word uh, anymore, but like to try to trump that a little bit. And um, with using kind of the story of creation, right? And going back further uh, than the mosaic laws, but going back to kind of God's initial intentions, right? For humanity that we're, that we were created equally. Right. And so um, and so what the the interesting thing here um, is that in the context of that patriarchal system, we have to remind ourselves, women didn't have the right to divorce their husbands. It was only men that could write a certificate of divorce and even going to that adultery piece. Right. That um, really there there was no way for a man to commit adultery against his wife. You could only, if you were a man, you could only commit adultery against some other man, right? And his property, his wife. So Jesus is making kind of a double, a two-pronged like stab here at a patriarchal system and trying to like pop the balloon here. And he's in in the sense of one where, you know, that um, trying to give rights to the woman, first of all, about divorce, Right, that and trying to um, and and saying you know the only reason divorce came about in the first place in this patriarch you know the system of patriarchy is because of your hardness of heart because you refuse to live live in that kind of initial vision of God where we're all created equal but you insist on living with hardness of heart in this patriarchal system that's why there is this divorce but even you know this this. you know this ability to divorce or write a certificate or whatever, but even then Jesus is trying to acknowledging the reality of divorce he 's trying to level then the the playing field and giving both the rights uh, you know or explain i guess maybe kind of describing both the pain right from both perspectives and um, and then trying to kind of give rights. Uh, in terms of you know in a in a in a, in a kind of a unique way asserting that it's possible to commit adultery against your wife, which is wasn't a thing that wasn't a thing in Jesus's time.
0: Yeah, and I think that that um, you can see it obviously clearly in the text when um, it's it's about the um, the first part of it, right? It's it's all referring to. know the the man uh as the one who has to have a certificate of dismissal um and sort of the jesus is getting into again the sort of the impact both on women so obviously the gender imbalance right of of, of social relations but i think um the the impact on the broader community the fact that um the impact of, of of what happens to um a woman when she is when, when when she is given the certificate of dismissal, right? When is you know divorcefully divorced, um, it, you know? And what's the impact on on her? Because you know, women had very little, uh, 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 you know, right to do anything in society other than to be a child bearer and a caretaker of a home, you know. And so, what happens to her and to the children, right? And so it's, it's also then a, cri- a critique on the conditions that, that the, the, this practice, which if it, you know, you also have to remember that Jesus is, is being tested again, right? So they're, they're asking him about this and he's responding, um, you know, which is he's addressing it, but it wouldn't have been an issue if, uh, if, if, uh, Jesus wouldn't have paid attention to it or responded if, if it weren't something of a prevalent issue, right? So right. the impact that it creates on, you know, creating poverty and maybe kids and women that are on the street that are sort of cast out um, of, of the home and the ability to be part of the circle of the community, the yeah. circle of care, you know, they're kind of pushed out. And so, yeah, he is really sort of honing in on this. And I think it's sort of like then speaks to, um, the bigger picture of, of of our of our broken um, relationships that 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 you know and our oppressive relationships and how we can come to a place of healing um, and and restorative justice really.
1: Yeah, I, you make a good point here, Francisco. About like Jesus wouldn't have they wouldn't even ask this question and Jesus wouldn't have addressed it if this wasn't already kind of like if this wasn't coming up from problem, most likely the women themselves. Like how unjust this system is, right? This and or someone is raising this issue for the for them to even think of that question. Otherwise they would just suppose that, you know, just assume that this was a given, right? That the no we we you know, nobody's gonna question this, no man's gonna question this, nobody's gonna question this. But obviously, society was, you know, questioning it, and Jesus articulates it, right? He he gives voice to it, a clear voice, and then he he puts it in the context of a different vision that God has when God creates uh, human beings, and I think that's a, I think that's a great point that you make about just like how movements, you know, like how movements, when you know, there's leaders that rise up in movements, and and what they articulate or give voice to are pre-existing. Kind of, you know, like frustrations and clamoring about injustice and stuff. It's not necessarily, you know, someone like out of the blue, kind of like, oh, I see injustice that nobody else can see. And there, you know, Jesus obviously is just, spe- you know, he's channeling, right, what is already there, which I think is just a very human, uh, real point to make. You know what I mean? This is like how. Uh, movements happen, and and, uh, and kind of prophetic statements happen. They're not just kind of you know drop out of thin air. So.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, what do you think about this second piece? This um, um, about the child. What you know, we've been we've been here before, right? Where Jesus, you know, he says it in a little different way. Here he is talking about uh, you know, here they have people bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. I think we can assume. There, that they're, uh, people are bringing sick children, or, you know, like uh, somehow they're not okay, right? Um, either they're sick or they're, I don't know, disempowered, I don't, you know, more than usual. But uh, they're bringing them to Jesus for a reason, right? These children. Um, and um, so, you want to, you have any comments on this part? I have some thoughts, but I'll give you the first crack.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus changes up the formula a little bit, right? But we've been we've been having this theme over several several Sundays of, of these readings. Here he's talking about entering into the kingdom of God, receiving the kingdom as a child, um, and but still remember the emphasis on the you know the least of these among us, the little ones, the child. If you give you know if you if you cause a stumbling block to, to a stumbling block was last week's right. This okay. week is. Um, you need to enter the kingdom as you were a child. And so if we kind of look at the totality of these teachings, right, we're not looking at them in isolation. We're looking at the whole narrative of Mark. We're right. looking at, you know, we bring in Ched Myers and, and, and the analysis of, of this being a gospel towards sort of like, you know, a messianic revolutionary leader that's pushing the boundaries of all of the norms, right? And mm-hmm. obviously, at the first part of this passage, he's he's pushing the boundaries of gender norms and marital norms and how they're one-sided um in favor of the man and and trying to you know invert or sort of redistribute the balance of power and so i think jesus is doing the same thing here he's like talking about um the totality of and, and and the priority that is given to um the you know the most you know the most marginalized voices and perspectives and that's actually how we also receive the kingdom not only do folks who are in those situations um uh have uh the, the preferential option meaning that that their social condition needs to be uh transformed and given priority so that their the, their state of, of marginalization is no longer but um their unique perspective is also the way that we need to view the kingdom because the right. kingdom is all about inversion right and so the, the love of god is about reversing these systems of power and redistributing love and, uh, in a different way and again yeah. it's all about the relationships are the relationships um sort of uh whole on um, are they pointing to god's you know vision
1: right And we've talked about this already francisco but i think the danger with the child you know is that we refuse to we we misunderstand the metaphorical aspect of this right what the child is representing we want to think or i guess the the kind of gravity takes us in this direction of like oh the innocence of a child and the you know the the playfulness and the joyful and the wonder and the curiosity But in reality, as we've already talked about, that, you know, just like the Samaritan, just like the Gentile, just like the Syrophoenician, just like the the Roman general, just like, you know, that the the child is a is, you know, represents more than that person. Right. The child represents all those marginalized. Right. Those who are sick, those who are incarcerated, you know, that's the child is part of that um, kind of, you know, diverse group of marginalized uh, people. And, they, and, and the child here acts as a metaphor. And I think that's in uh, not only the child itself, right? And again, it's interesting that these child come for seeking healing, it, it feels like. And when you think about it through other parts of Scripture, that's when we see children, right? We see them when they're sick. That's when primarily is when they need healing, right? Whether it's uh, Jairus' daughter or whether it's, uh, you know... Um, others that i can't think of right now the uh the the uh who's the roman uh soldier oh my gosh i'm gonna get dinged by viewers for can't not can't remember this but um the roman soldier that came for healing right for his child as well so we never see children you know like like we imagine them today right in our hall with our hallmark lenses but children are just they're in scripture Right, they're throughout Scripture as I think not just representing themselves and their own marginality, but they represent the the the, the marginalization of uh, or those who are marginalized in that community. And then he, so he follows I think that's important because then he follows right with the statement, you know, um, first let those people come to me. Don't don't be, don't become a stumbling block for them. Right, which we've already heard. Um, don't put up barriers, whatever barriers we put up in society to keep the marginalized at bay. Um, but let them come to me. And then he talks about whoever receives the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Now, who does not receive it, uh, the kingdom of God, God as a little child will never enter it. Now, that's not necessarily, I don't think that, now, I didn't do my Greek work here, but you can hear that two ways, right? So you can say you receive it like as, it, as the little child receives it, um, you know, or you don't receive it like that, or are you going to receive the kingdom as you receive a little child? You know what I mean. There's, it can be interpreted two ways there, and I, either way probably uh, makes sense because as you were talking about the marginality of the children, we want to gain that perspective to truly understand God's purposes and intentions, or we are being called here to welcome the little child in our midst because we're actually welcoming the kingdom in our midst, right? Welcome, welcome the marginalized. That. Yeah.
0: i think it's both i think it's both you're right and um it's about what is what are the non-negotiables of the faith right where and and think about this right in in the last month the child has come up like three four times Mm -hmm. um, in different ways um and so the the this perspective, this grounding is not secondary to the faith It's like what the message is from the Gospel of Mark and the way that Jesus shows up It is essential to the faith, and so then the question becomes why is it in the lectionary why is it back to back with this story about about marriage and divorce and the gender you know roles that are happening there uh, again, I think it's about. You know, Jesus is pr- the priority of the kingdom is to is is to restore relationships to their original intent, right? Um, and and that is sort of like part of the pathway of liberation. Um, right. In our context, you know, that doesn't mean that we're gonna preach that you know, marriage or else, right? You know, like obviously we're in a- or
1: heterosexuality or else. That's not what it's saying.
0: Heterosexual yeah. marriage or else. That's yeah. not what it's saying for us. Um, you know, and we know that there are situations where um, the 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 path of healing and the path of, of restoring relationship is actually for someone to leave, you know, a marriage because right. it's dangerous, right? Because That's it's right. Um, yeah. so the kingdom of God is about this bigger vision of of sort of, of of a holistic vision where everyone has a place, right? Right. And where the power balances are are adjusted so that. Yeah. Um, you know, no one lacks and 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 no one has power over another.
1: Yeah, I think the equality and equi- equity piece is important there. Even in the divorce, right? It's it's kind of like it Jesus acknowledges that divorce is part of our society, right? Cuz he he makes that statement just to kind of challenge the patriarchy, you know, and why this is in place, but he also acknowledges it's reality and what he wants to assert is like an equality not just in terms of ri- like rights in the relationship, but the kind of mutual suffering, right, in a, in a, when divorce happens, as you already mentioned, right, that there's, it's not just like, uh, you know, someone is losing property, or one person is, you know, kind of, um, is the only one who can be wronged, or something like that, but there's this, uh, there's a kind of a, a mutual suffering, as the separation, you know, where this, where two were one, now there's a separation, there's definitely going to be Well, and if there's kids involved, it's not just two, right? So it's, uh, there's um, the separation that causes the pain, which I think is, you know, Jesus speaks to, too, you know, um, where he moves from divorce to separation uh, in describing things. um, Where, you know, trying, and you're, you, you meant, you talk about that restoration, right? It's like, you know, whatever, you know, whoever God has joined together in kind of community or mutual relationship, you know, Let's not separate them, you know. And I don't think it's like, or else you're gonna burn in hell. I think it's like because it's gonna be hella painful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's gonna be very excruciating, and because we were designed to be in community. So, and even when our own liberation means leaving a a, a relationship, it's nevertheless that's a painful process.
0: So. And then how, if it's determined that that is actually the best the best path for for um, then, what is the way to do that in a way that can do the least harm? Right. Everyone, especially those who are most impacted by it, um, you know, if there's kids involved, right, that's the hardest thing always. And so, um, but I think it's the the invitation is for us to look at all of our relationships um, that we have as individuals and as communities, as institutions, and see where are the where are the fractures, where are the imbalances are know. the imbalances where are the wounds and how do we um move towards um you know a restorative um uh, model that that i think is you know central to the teachings of jesus you know yeah
1: yeah well francisco i think we we mind this one pretty good so yeah i think, so. yeah. I think there's a lot here i i think people uh, as we've already said don't get distracted by, you know, uh, making this, a, you know, a divorce is a sin or I mean, that's just just so not the point. So dig a little deeper, which I'm sure you all are. And um, and I hope your sermons and your your rally uh, speeches and your dinner table conversations uh, become alive with this uh, passage.
0: Well, I'm preaching this Sunday, Jamie, so I'm sure you are. So we'll have I to am to see how it went.
1: Yes, that's right. <laughs> we'll check in. That's the first right. thing we do next week. So. Well, Francisco, you want to take us out?
0: Very sure. well, friends, remember you could always check us out on our Facebook page, Liberation Lectionary. Um, check us out on podcasts, uh Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Leave a comment, uh give a rating, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we want we do this because we we have heard from people that it's helpful. Um and but we want to hear we want to continue to be helpful. So let us know how we're doing and what, what you might want to see more of or what's uh, differently so that we can keep doing this work. So we have fun doing it, but we also want it to be, to be useful. Yep. Awesome. All right. Until next time.
1: Peace.